We'll do it live! Shit. Do it live! I can go write it and we'll do it Gundam. live! Welcome, and you're at the show that's fresher than your produce section. That's right, Gundam at MAHQ. Oh, no. <laughs> and we're coming live from YasumiCon 2008 in Miami, Florida at FIU. And um, Chris, what do we have in store today? Oh, we have so much stuff, it's, it's, it's freaking sick. Um, this oh, is how sick is it? Disgustingly <laughs> sick. Okay. Uh, this is Chris, and uh, joined as always by... Uh, Neil. Who else are we joined by today? Sobro Ryu. And who else? The fourth and, beetle. And yeah, Dale, the fourth fifth beetle. beetle. The quiet beetle. And the lovely Miss Yoko. Ooh. If only you guys could be here. For all you guys on, on MHU, you're going to be listening to this in the future. So uh, what are we doing today, Solbro? Well, today, um, actually, uh, that's a good question. Today, we're going to be taking several uh, questions from the audience. Um, and pretty much um, based on, I guess, uh, whatever they have the inquiries about, um, we're also going to get into... Uh, what else are we going to get into, though? We're going to talk about Robotech versus Macross. Oh, my one, gosh. One thing that somebody wanted to speak about. Let oh, yes. Got to stir up some controversy. <laughs> Got to have some fun with that. And oh, we're going to talk about uh, the, the mecha that we like and why. And, and what's that, Miss Yoko? And we're also going to talk about uh, how dry do you want it. Oh, oh goodness <laughs> gracious. I didn't know this was a hentai I'm panel. I'm going to make it so dry. <laughs> oh, oh, God, no. Like a desert in my Oh, mouth. God, no. There's, there's children. Like sand. There's sand children. Not the children. Won't someone please think of the children? Please think of the kids. <laughs> because they're delicious. <laughs> children are wonderful. Hey, I got some candy in my van. No. Okay, that's enough of pedo back, bear. Back to back to serious. Enough of pedo bear. That's 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 Peter's job when he's on the show with us. Oh man, Peter. That, this is for you, Peter. <laughs> Our friend so, the Canadian. We're going to be uh, going into uh, various discussions. We're going to kick it off to the audience, so you guys have a chance to uh, ask us questions, give us your opinions, and uh, be on the internet as an internet superstar. And we're going to give away some prizes later. And um, why don't we get it started? Do you have any uh, special Yasumi-Khan Neo's news, uh, Neo? Um, no. Not, I, I came unprepared today. Not that so problem. I wasn't on the beat. I, I, um, you know, I've been on vacation for uh, two weeks. So <laughs> there's, there's Gundam games out there. Go get them. Yes. Bandai, you know where to send us the check yes. for the advertising. Yeah, like, just we're, listen to the previous uh, episode. You'll see what I'll probably be talking about this next episode. And, and where can they listen to us, uh, Neo? Hmm? Where can they listen to us? Oh, where can they listen to us? Uh, they can listen to us on iTunes, and they can listen, download us on uh, MHQ. And Gundam.net. That's and, right. Yes. Gundam.net has actually got a lot, a lot of stuff on it now. We kind of got it live. It's, it's going to be a work in progress. It's like a blog spot right now. But um, me and Solbro were actually in the San Diego Comic-Con, oh, man, like a, four days ago. And there's a lot of cool pictures up there, and we'll be putting more stuff up. So, um, and we, and we you know, definitely visit that. And uh, since he's here, I'd like to give a shout-out to over in the corner, Damian Fuentes. He designed our new MHQ and Gundam logos. Let's uh, give him a hand, fellas. Thank you. To all of you that are seeing uh, the Gundam business cards and stickers, uh, this gentleman over here designed them and did a fantastic job for us. He also has part of a uh, great local band, Broken Logic. You can listen to them at myspace.com slash broken logic right they're, they're good we, are, we pimp out everything <laughs> and speaking of noticed. pimping uh, Miss Yoko uh, don't you have something delicious to tell us don't you have something delicious to tell us 
<laughs> Don't die. Didn't I do something delicious for your birthday? Yes, she oh. did. Uh, if you are sitting here, you're looking at a card with various cakes, including a Zeta Gundam cake. That actually was made for me for my birthday, and it was delicious. Uh, you can find more custom cakes mm. at www.epicsugarworks.com. What else? What, what, what kind of cake do you have uh, special for Yasumi-Con? For Yasumi-Con, for the staff party, we have a one-piece going merry cake. It's the full boat um, made out of uh, completely edible ingredients, um, save for the uh, wooden mast. <laughs> <laughs> wooden mast? Oh, yes. A very, <laughs> quite, quite large wooden mast. Oh, <laughs> Wouldn't you like that? <laughs> we also have uh, custom handmade chocolates. And if you would like anything to be made, we can do it. Anything edible. That's right. Sugar Works. The website where the cake is not a lie. Epic Sugar Works. <laughs> it's, it's epically delicious. <laughs> we also do have some companion cube chocolates. Mm, delicious. Oh, true. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. Actually, I was going to ask if you made those too. That's that's, man, portals everywhere. And uh, <laughs> we have some some cosplayers out in the audience. We have a uh, Kitan. Shout out something for us, Kitan. You know who the hell I am. <laughs> yes, uh, we spotted around here at uh, YusumiCon so far some interesting mecha cosplayers. We saw outside a uh, a C two and and a uh, Colin Kozuki. Really? Yes. Oh, God, and they'll probably be uh, walking in here in a few minutes. Unfortunately, uh, C2 had a, a juice accident. Not a pizza accident, but oh, juice accident. <laughs> but a uh, lot, of, lot of nice cosplayers. Um, Still looks hot. Oh, yes. Gotta watch those fluids, man. Um, <laughs> as usual at any convention. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. I, I couldn't... <laughs> you know, you got your uh, obvious uh, Naruto fans and Bleach fans, but Dude. it's nice to see some people uh, representing some, some other stuff. So uh, without further ado, we're going to... Um, Get into our first segment uh, right after the break. So you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. I'll be damned if I'm going to clean up this mess. <laughs> Next on Gundam. Do you remember a couple of months ago, someone on 4chan made up a fake interview with director Masashi Ikeda claiming that Gundam Wing was written on a dare to be the absolute worst, most cliche anime he could make in an attempt to see if it would still be popular? Yeah. It was so blatantly obviously fake, but 90% of the responses to it were, of course, everything makes sense now! And that pissed me the hell off, because people want to believe that Gundam Wing is a cheap piece, piece of cheap trash, and this interview was doing the same thing, basically, for Code Geass. People want to believe that it's a train wreck, it's horrible, it's garbage, it deserves to be at the bottom of the heap with stuff like Pokemon. Yeah. Hey. And what I would be, rather be treated as one of the biggest mech anime of the 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Now, what I would say about all of this news is, you know, yeah, I'm not happy that uh, the show didn't go the way that Tanaguchi was planning to go because that was, you know, pretty much in line with the way I was expecting it to go. I was expecting it to see to keep building it the momentum that was established in season one. So I'm not so hot on some of the repetition and the slowdown pace in the first half of season two. However, the second half has really got things back on track, and I'm wondering if uh, he's pretty much back to where he expected to be at this point in the game. So just because things didn't go the way he planned, it doesn't mean that the show is bad in any way, yeah. shape, or Not form. Not at all. Not at all. Just the last, the second half here has just been, in my opinion, completely incredible. Each it episode, has. Each episode adds to it. Just You start off with 13 with the big surprise at the end of that one, and it just builds from there. 
And as we've seen just recently in the recently aired episode 20, there's obviously no sign that it's going to stop. I think it's going to build and build and build until we get this incredible climax. I hesitate to say... I hesitate to say epic because it gets thrown around so much these days, but yeah. it's going to be one hell of an ending. Yeah, so? I think, I it's think gonna... I'm, I'm hoping for it. I mean, the, the you yeah, know, it it's be, been too. back on track, and you know, at this point, before the show's even over, to compare it to actual train wrecks like, say, Destiny, uh, is premature and I think uh, unwarranted and really uh, not a good comparison, even if Kokius was complete. Most of the complaints basically are the show isn't going exactly the way I want it to, so it sucks. And fr- yeah. frankly, those people can bite me. Gundam. Next episode, you will see the tears of time. You see us uh, struggling in the car. You walk up, you open the door, and you say, You're lying, George. Oh, uh, hey, you, get your Gundam. damn hands off her. Do you really think I ought to swear? Yes, definitely. Damn it, George, swear. And welcome back, everybody, to uh, this next segment of uh, our live broadcast here at YosumiCon 2008. Uh, kind of a topic we're going to talk about right here is, I guess, um, why we like mecha anime. And uh, I guess... We'll just kind of get into it first. Um, maybe Solbro, tell us some of uh, some of the reasons why you got into this type. Because there are various types of anime out there, and you know, certain things you know people always grab onto a little bit more than others. So tell us why you are in love with mecha anime. Oh man! Well, I mean, I want to have its children. I know it's it's a very I guess what's the word? What's the word? Uh, I guess it's it's kind of caught up in the fact that you know. Most men like cars and, you know, machines and whatnot. And I, when I grew up, you know, I grew up in that magical time in the 80s where you had Transformers, you know. You Reaganomics? And, huh? Reaganomics, the magical Reagan, time of Reaganomics. Reaganomics, Reaganomics man. Deficit, deficit the economy spending. was booming yes. and blowing up. That's right. Now it sucks. But, um, <laughs> and fluorescent colors. And <laughs> but um, there was a, a little show called Voltron that came on. And that was probably the first mecha anime show, although Super Robot, which I love too, that I really got into, and then in 1985, Robotech showed up, and that was it. That pretty much sold me on the whole genre, and it showed me what it was capable of. Of course, Robotech is Macross, um, Southern Cross, and most Peter put together. But from there on, I mean, there was a little bit of a drop for me, and then in the 90s, Gundam showed up, and that was it. And I've been there ever since. Uh, the thing I like about mecha anime is not only are, is the technology fantastic, but in a lot of shows, their space operas are, they're just very dramatic with a lot of interesting characters, some of them very, you know, antagonistic, but, you know, for the most part, it, it's, it's very engaging, it's an engaging genre, the wa- drama, the, I mean, um, genre to watch, and I, I love mecha anime for it, there's always an interesting one around the corner every time. Interesting. What about you, Chris? What would, what, what brought you into this, because I guess you have some type of, uh, connection with mecha anime i would no, say no no connection at all oh. I, I, I don't even i don't even know why i'm here in this room or, okay. or doing anything. Well, we i don't know who you are oh. i don't even know who i am i don't even know who i am um you know i was i was a child of the 80s uh so when i was like four or five of course uh, transformer started up so you know i was instantly hooked on that had every damn toy there was from optimus to the original megatron desert eagle to you know all of that other stuff and um the same time Voltron, I watched that. For whatever reason, when I was a kid, um, I missed out on uh, 
on Robotech, <laughs> but I got into it in the 90s. And uh, actually, I don't think Megatron was a Desert Eagle, but who cares? <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I always P-38. stuck with... Yeah, P-38. There you go. Thank you. So I always stuck with... Uh, oh, we're, everybody, we're joined by a Kamina. Let's hear it for Kamina. <clears throat> so now, now we have both men in here who received the kiss of death from the lovely Miss Yoko. <laughs> so, you know, I always stuck... Spoilers. Yeah, really. So, you know, I stuck with Transformers, you know, as a kid and always had fond memories of that. And then, you know, in the early 90s, of course, uh, there was Exo Squad, which was freaking awesome. (laughs) And that kind of stuff stuck to me. And then once I finally got into anime, I eventually got into robots, um, starting off with uh, Robotech, uh, then actual Macross, and then later on, um, you know, Gundam and... I've never looked back since then, and, and that's how it's been going. And then just start with MHQ, and of course, uh, with that job, you've got even more and more and more Mecha to watch. So, how about you, Neil? Um, I guess mine's kind of similar. I mean, um, as also I grew up in in the '80s, um, and there were a lot of things Transformers I liked, Voltron I liked when I was a kid. I was also exposed a lot. And I, don't, I can't really remember. I think it was from. This kid that lived in my street, his older brother, uh, like Mazenkaiser and some of the, the giant robots, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just, for whatever reason, when I was a kid, and it's still now, if I like, I like explosions. I like large things that cause destruction. <laughs> so um, I'm, when I see those things, I, I, it usually hooks me on that. So, um, you know, and... I got into Robotech and when, you know, they used to show that a lot. Uh, I grew up down here in South Florida, so they used to show it on TV all the time. And uh, I got hooked because, like, the second time I saw it is when Roy died. Ooh. And that was always, it stood out to me because, like, damn, this is, this is something different. This isn't the normal Saturday morning after school cartoon. That was, so. a, that was a sad day going to school. It's always a sad stuff. day to see, <laughs> to see a complete badass die. But, yeah, um, pineapple salad, man. Pineapple, pineapple salad. salad. Mm. I, I, could, I gave up pineapples that day. <laughs> I haven't eaten one since. Damn but, you, pineapples! <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I've, I, I just always got into, you know, watching that. I, like I said, um, especially with, like, a lot of the super robot stuff, um, you know, it's just ridiculous over-the-top storylines. You know, I, you know I, I also, as a kid, used to watch a lot of um, kaiju, like, um, you know, Godzilla movies, and I also liked old... Um, you know, 70s uh, kung fu movies. So I like all that over-the-top stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of a simpleton when it comes to certain things like that. So definitely <laughs> mecha anime got that. You know, a simpleton and ill-informed? Ill-informed, too, to some people. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I definitely, I, I definitely attached to that. But as I grew older and I started getting exposed to, um, you know, Gundam and then seeing some of the more... Um, you know, real robot stuff, uh, I was like, wow, they still have this sense of destruction and, and these cool things, but then there's, a, there's actually a cool storyline. And, you know, wow, it's actually nice to see characters that aren't always hot-blooded all the time either, you mm-hmm. know, so... Because as you get older, your taste change a little right. bit. Right, very so, true. Um, you know, it's just been... Ever since then, I mean, I just try to watch as much as I can, and, you know, usually... Um, the more unique and the more off the wall and actually the more engaging and kind of fantastic the story is, uh, the, mo- the more I like it. Um, you know, I use it, you know, mainly as, a, as an escape from, you know, work and school and whatever. So, 
But you know, that was pretty much my uh, pretty much my forte in there. So, mm-hmm. what about you, Dale? Oh, like you guys, I grew up on a lot of the same shows in the '80s, but I kind of stopped watching in the '90s until Chris and I decided we wanted to do a website together. But I couldn't find the topic for it, <laughs> so. <laughs> I got subjected to marathons of different mecha shows, and I actually fell in love with the original Gundam show, and I have great respect for that. Mainly the writing is what really draws you in. The robots are just a giant bonus. Oh, yeah. All the action. It's the payoff. So he's been keeping me up to speed. I'm not as well-versed as these gentlemen here, but, you know, I'm expanding my library. As... Well, I'm ill-informed, so. <laughs> for everyone who doesn't know, that's, a, uh, that's an in-joke that we have on the Mecha Talk forum that someone called uh, Neo here ill-informed. So ever since then, we've taken to calling him ill-informed Neo. So. <laughs> so we're going to kick it now to the audience and um, going to ask everyone to uh, share with us, you know, what, uh, what brought you into Mecha Anime and why do you like it? So uh, everybody just raise your hand and I'll bring the mic over to you. And if you've got a question, we might have something for you as well. Sure. Yes. Ooh. Got a lot of stuff. You're the prize girl. What's your name? John. John. So uh, tell me, uh, what is it that uh, you got into mecha anime, and uh, when, and what is it that you like about mecha the most? I myself am an 80s kid. Uh, I grew up on Voltron. Yes, sir. And Voltron got me into it, especially the fact that, like, it's cats. You don't have separate robots. I mean, you have the original Power Rangers. They were not cats. They were lions. Lions, tigers. Bears, oh my. Yeah. Oh my. But you, you had the Power Rangers, they all did different things, but you have... I like the fact that it's consistent. And also the fact that they had new seasons and new series as well, new storylines. Yeah. Um, I just like the transformations. Just for the fact that you can actually see how they fit together. Um, one question about Gundam. How long have you guys been on the air? And... <laughs> Why oh. is this the first time that I've actually heard of you? Really? Well, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, kick it, I'll kick it to these guys. Well, we haven't started our marketing blitz yet, you know, well, Super Bowl commercial and all that. But Before you <laughs> explain that, um, you know, some people may be familiar with uh, the panels that, that uh, MHQ does here at YusumiCon. We've been doing them since the very first one in 2003, so this is our sixth time out here. But this is the first time we've been doing it uh, as the Gundam podcast. So, Sobro, uh, tell us about the origin of Gundam. Oh man! Well, the origin um, story issue zero. I'll try to it's make quite it quite interesting. It started with a text. Yeah, it, it did start with a text. I know we we used to, we we um we stopped doing this podcast we used to do called Flip the Script for a little while, and we always found that while doing the show that um we'd end up talking about mecha anime and whatnot, and we always thought it was a cool idea to actually do one that was based on the mecha anime show. And then one day during the hiatus of just doing podcasting in general, Neo sends me this text saying um what what did it say? I don't remember. Yeah. I was just like, why don't we just do something dealing with uh, Gundam and Mech? Yeah, because we, we, we missed pop- talk about it, and there was, and this was coming on the heels of Destiny finishing. Yeah, up. that's true. And there was actually some talk. Double O hadn't been released yet, but there was some talk of with the 30th anniversary of of uh, Gundam, of Mobile Suit Gundam coming up that there was going to be some new stuff. And we used to talk about that and kind of speculate. So um, that's pretty much how it came about. I guess we started doing it, and we just started posting it. And on the Mecha Talk forum, there's a nice little forum, a nice little thread that Chris has on there 
called advertisements, where mm-hmm. I guess you can just kind of pimp anything you want out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started just putting, we put a thread up there and just said, hey, look, this is what we do, and, you know, check it out and, and whatever. So, um, you know, we did, what, maybe three, four shows? I think we did, like, we three, did three shows. And they sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> But no, not terrible. I mean, it's not better than when we were doing matter. FTS. It, but. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it, you know, everything everything's always a, a growing. Yeah. You know, you always we, get better as as you do things. Now, when I say they sound bad, it's just that the um, we had an old mixer at the time, and you can kind of hear a little yeah, hum in the background. But um, it's no big but deal. The conversations were really good, and we enjoy, we enjoyed doing it. And then um, I guess Chris had listened to um, I, I don't know which one we we me and Neil debate that the episode that you listened to was the second one where we were talking about the Zeta Gundam movie. Actually, I, I listened to him in order. So I started with the first episode, and uh, what happened was I saw their 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 podcast, and I listened to the first episode. And uh, within five minutes of listening to the episode, you know, the first five minutes in, I said I I want to work with these guys. So I sent this rather cryptic PM to uh, Solbro, which we thought we were going to get like a cease and desist or something like that. Because because what we would do was we would uh, we would do commercials during like the segments. Because when we record. As you just saw, we always do everything in like a segment. We do like an opening, a, a, a B, a C segment, and then a closing. And then in between, we put like music or whatever. And we used to tell people, you know, go to, the, go to, um, go to MHQ if you have further questions about whatever. Because I've been going to it since I think pretty much when the site started. Yeah, um, is... You know, and, and I've been on the forum, for, I think, since like since it changed over to the new forum. So... Um, you Make know, a we were just there. trying to do that, and we didn't know what the heck was going on because we didn't know if he was like, I, I don't want you guys, um, you know, talking <laughs> about uh, talking about my website because you guys are terrible and I don't want to be associated. <laughs> I, with I didn't you. mean for it to be that cryptic, and, and it was very and, cryptic. We didn't know what the heck was going on, so and then we just all got together and we talked about it, and you know, the next time we we figured out technology wise how to do it because. Solbro and myself are based in Orlando, and Chris is yeah. down here in, in the Miami area, and we got everything squared away, and you know now we do it on a semi-weekly basis, and um, you know, I guess each one gets a little different because you know we're continuously um, fixing things and adding things, and you know the, we've tested the limits of technology. Oh, yeah. We found out other things we could do make things easier for us, so. And there, there have been some monumental blunders on the way, but we've gotten past. Well, let's not. So, let's, that's pretty let's much the that. origin. And, I mean, it's been actually pretty quick. I mean, we've been around probably almost a year now. It'll be a year in October. In so. October. And, honestly, me and Solbro, when we started this, we didn't think that um, we didn't think that we, we would be lucky to have, like, a thousand listeners by this time. Yeah. And we've thus exceeded that you know, and in a lot of ways, sometimes tenfold on certain episodes. So we, um, you know, we're just continuously just trying to, you know, do what we can. And, you know, we're on iTunes. So if you have an iPod, you can download. Are you available on Zoom? Um, <laughs> what the hell? You know Zoom has a network, that's, right? That's what the a, hell is that? Oh, oh we'll, what is a Zoom? I'll I don't know us, what I'll that is. Up on Zoom. Don't you worry. <laughs> You know, to be honest with you... Is that you, that, that we, poop brown thing that, that, that plays DRM'd music? That's good that you said that because, um, you know, I'm sure we can get on it. We, we could find out. So, But we're also... You can download us from the Mechatalk website and from uh, Gundam.net. Gundam.net. So, you know, you can, you can do it that way too. And I'm sure until we get on Zoom, you could just 
burn us on disk and then add it to the, the Zoom player. So. All right. <laughs> so I'm curious, uh, 20 years later, do you still like Voltron and all those other shows when you first got into uh, mech anime? Yes, I'm sad that they don't show Voltron anymore. I am very sad that it, it is. It is quite disheartening that you I've, do not see that many mecha anime like uh, phrase classics. Yes, classic, classic <laughs> mecha anime. You have you have spinoff after spinoff after spinoff, but nothing that is a, like truly original and classic. And I like the old art style as well. Yeah, our, our old art, old art style mecha anime is is great. I will say this: oh. Go Line just came out on DVD. Yeah, you can and find the, it of course stores. the the Voltron version is in on a DVD, very nice which, box, by the way. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, as you know, the people from Toonami have said time and time again, and unfortunately, it's true. Uh, kids don't like old old <laughs> cartoons and old anime. Those children don't know Jack. Well, that <laughs> be that as it may, you know, they're the ones buying all the stupid toys that Cartoon Network wants to sell. So, anybody else have a comment they want to make about uh, Mecha and why they like it? Oh, we have Mr. Catan Uh-oh. here. We got trouble here. <laughs> Mr. Catan. Yes, sir. The black siblings. I left them at home. Oh, well. As long as you bring Fangtan next time. Oh, Fangtan will be there. So uh, tell us, uh, Mr. Catan, a.k.a. Pedro, what, what, how did you get into Mecha and what do you like about it? Sort uh, of the same thing. Like when I was younger, I watched uh, the Power Rangers and Transformers and all the basic cartoons that are necessary for somebody growing up in the in the eighties. So, but I really didn't get into uh, more of the anime mech until I started watching Robotech. And I saw Robotech when I started college. So it was like about uh, four or five years ago, and it surprised me. It had way more depth than I would give credit for, because uh, I made. It has its fans, but I managed to catch some of uh, Gundam Wing when it was on TV, and I was very unimpressed. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't into the designs. The story was very weak. The characters didn't really pop out to me. But then I saw Robotech, and it surprised me in the depth of the story and the way that the characters grew over time. So that sort of was the beginning of my interest in, uh, in mecha anime. And more recently, I've been uh, getting a crash course, <laughs> thanks to a Chris, in uh, Gundam history. So I went through the, the original Gundam movies, and they were phenomenal. I, I have no problems with uh, the older animation, and I think for the most part it's superior in, in certain ways, and specifically with how they detail just the little details, like uh, specifically like with... Uh, Do you remember Love, uh, the Macross movie? Just seeing the, uh, I can't even describe it. Just it's an, um, little things that you never would see in shows, even in mech shows today. Just very because of lazy art. Budweiser missile. Yes, Budweiser yes. Missile. The Budweiser missile. Budweiser missile. Have you ever, have you ever and, watched Macross? And, uh, who, who told you to watch? Uh, Code Geass and, and Gurren Lagann, who was oh, it? Uh, the two, uh, yes, those two shows, which uh, I can't shut up about, uh, thanks to Chris. <laughs> Chris was the one who uh, convinced me to watch the shows despite my trepidations, and I'm very glad that he convinced me otherwise, specifically Lagann. That's right, who's your pimp, bitch? You should be checking out Double Low, <laughs> you're my, though, you're, 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 my, you're my pimp. <laughs> All right, and bring me my money. Right, okay. As long as you know who the hell I am. Right on. I didn't hear that. I do, you're my bitch, that's who. Oh, <laughs> so uh, next we got here. Uh, Actually, I have a question for the audience. Who all here is either currently watching or has seen Gurren Lagann or um, Code Geass? Or Gundam Double O. <laughs> I have. <laughs> all right. Now, who's, who's, who's caught up to like the latest episode in Japan? I'm not going to talk about it. I just want to know. 
That's right. And now who's watching it on, um, on Adult Swim? No. <laughs> I don't support Adult Swim anymore. No, the dub is not too bad. I, I actually enjoy it. And um, it is, it's good stuff. It's a lot of fun. And um, the show itself is, is amazing, too. And bless you. And um, that's enough out of me. Next question. <laughs> Next, we got here a Kamina, a.k.a. Poot, a.k.a. Lewis. Why don't you uh, tell us your life story of, of your descent into Mecca? And tell us uh, in a sure. manly way, too. Well, uh, I think every little kid is born with a love for giant <laughs> robots that blow things up. So, of course, I watched Transformers, Voltron, and all that stuff. That's right. Uh, I probably got into, I know it sounds kind of lame, but I probably really got into uh, mecha anime with Gundam Wing on Toonami. Hey. It happens. It's a gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's right. And so, of course, I loved Gundam Wing. And then I wa- and Toonami was nice enough to show the original Gundam. And from there on, I got obsessed with Gundam. Now I have a shelf full of Gundam models. And now I've resorted to dressing up like the main character, well, one of the main characters from Gurren Lagann. So there you have it. And you did it well. What about the delicious uh, collection of uh, GFS and all those other things? Well, yeah, sure, those are nice, too. (laughs) (laughs) It sure is nice to hate money, isn't it? (laughs) Anybody else have a comment they'd like to make that hasn't spoken up yet? How about our designated troll over here? Oh. Hey, Ken, enough with the flash, you're blinding me. (laughs) Okay, sitting over here is... uh, Derek, who some oh, longtime MAHQers <laughs> may may remember. What's up, man? Stop. Hey, what's up? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How you doing? How you doing? All right. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Okay. So uh, why don't you tell us uh, something about uh, your your sad, sad life and, and how you got into Mecca? It's not that sad. I'm a master's student, for Christ's sakes. Uh, I started watching a lot of the 80s animes. I guess, in the 80s. In the 90s, I liked Gundam Wing. I'll admit it. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, my favorite Gundam has to still be Gundam X. I've watched all the other ones, but they just don't compare. Uh, I'm starting to dig Gundam Zero Zero, though. So, but other than that, no. I feel out of place, though, because I've never seen Gurren Lagan. You're a loser. I know. <laughs> what, what about you, Kariana? Mm. I think I, I remember watching Robotech a long time ago, but I didn't. I was a little kid. I didn't understand it, but it, I kind of like the whole giant robot thing. It's just like, yay, destruction, you know. But uh, my favorite, uh, when, I, when I started getting into it, was uh, Gundam Wing, like everyone else. And I like Gundam Zero Zero. I like Good and Lagan. I like, oh, my favorite has to be Gundam X, though. I love Gundam X. What about Haro? Hmm? What about Haro? Haro, yes, I like Haro. She loves the Haros, and, and she loves the Lakas. And Haro. It's a little tiny, little, cute little thing. It's it's cute. And she'll stab you if you say otherwise. Oh yes, I will. Haro All is right. man's best friend. Moving away from direct personal violence, um, anybody else want to share a story with us before we move along? Anybody? All right, Mr. Zeon Army Zeon over himself. here, wearing a nice Zeon Army T-shirt. <laughs> Give us your name and uh, tell us your your story about Mecca. Well, my name is Andrew. Um, I'm different from a lot of people here. I guess I'm a child of the 90s. They still had Voltron, Robotech, and all that good stuff. I also, we always before school, we always used to watch Zoids, the new and the old one. But I got to admit, when I first saw Gundam Wing in 95, I saw, I think, the second episode on Toonami, and I thought it was terrible. And I don't know what kept me, but I kept watching it because I just, you know, religiously watched the cartoons every afternoon. 
I just got more into it. Then I saw the original Gundam, and now I've seen everything I can get my hands on. You know, I'm still working on getting the harder ones to find, like Turn A and Double Z and stuff. But you're not looking hard enough then. But uh, I can't. I'm I'm one of the people. I have lots of friends, for example, up at school. Mecha anime is the bane of our club, anime club's existence, <laughs> mostly because it involves things like plot, character development, stories. They more prefer things that are just panty and boob jokes, one after the other. Hey, hey nothing hey, wrong hey, with those. Wrong no, with I mean, it's, it's nice when it's that, but, you know, that's all they like. You know, I'm slowly getting more of my friends into it, but... Uh, I just like one mech, you know, mech anime, explosions, big robots, and usually a pretty good story. I mean, even with Gundam Wing, they put all kinds of really complicated politics to get off the character problems. So that was still kind of entertaining. And uh, you were one of our VIP winners, weren't you? Yep. Congratulations. So if anybody else uh, has a comment they want to make or not, then we'll move along to our next segment. Uh, Sobro, uh, Neo, Dale, anything else you guys want to add about uh, Mecca? Maybe what it is that you like right now in the field of Mecca? Well, I can kind of put that... I, I, I like that there's, um, uh, there seems to be a renewed interest in it. Um, as we have discussed earlier on some of our shows and even discussed right now, some of the... Um, some of the most popular shows out there, uh, being a Code Geass and a Gurren Lagann, and, 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 and even a, a Gundam Double O, uh, that there is um, a renewed interest in the uh, the mecha genre. I know it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing because a lot of people are thinking, a lot of the old school heads are thinking that these newer shows are not focusing as much on the mecha, and they're more on the story. Um, but you know, in a lot of ways, the mecha is going to be secondary even in our real life. I mean, how quickly, how long does a battle have to last? And, you know, so, but um, I think there's definitely a future when it comes to that. Um, you know, all it depends is how, how long and, and how many good stories and how many good studios can put on newer things. Um, my big fear is they'll have that whole thing that happened with Evangelion. Oh, um, where you had all the Ava clones, <coughs> Razafon. Oh, and, um, the ultimate anime series yeah. of all time. So says ADV Films. So bye, bye, bye. And so says Bandai Entertainment because we called that one. Oh no, <laughs> but um, but no, I, I I just I just hope that it. I think instead of initiating copycats, I hope that it kind of initiates people to say, "Wow, you know, people are enjoying." you know, multi-layer structured stories, good characters, and kind of the melding of all of the high school drama, you know, the love drama, the super robot thing, you know, and, and all that in there. And, you know, I, I, think, I think we'll have to wait and see, but right now the future's looking pretty good. Well, not the future, but the present's looking Forgotten about that actually, and I actually gave you the episodes where I think the most worst quality of anything you've ever. Oh my seen. god, this is this is way back in the days before the the DVDs came about out. The here. quality of the Simpsons commercial. If you saw the last panel, the fuzzy pixelated squares. Yeah, it was like <laughs> like like twentieth generation VHS. It was all wavy and you know, it's like miscolored and it was awful, but it was sat, so, so awesome. Sat in a car for three days. So so Dale, what kind of stuff do you want to watch, whether it's new or old right now, since you're still a bit of a of a mecha neophyte? Well, actually, if you comments. I came from Anime Expo oh, a couple wow. of weeks back, and wow. let me tell you, Gurren Lagann had a huge presence there, and I saw a lot of people that I wouldn't expect to see oh, yeah? getting into that, that normally probably wouldn't even watch a mecha show. So it's good to see shows like that that are drawing in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Crossover effect. Crossover effect. I think that might be where it's headed right now for the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, too. I mean, um, 
they've been trying to really pull in all sorts of audiences for every show that's been going on. Like if you look at Code Geass or if you look at um, what's in the Double O, they, they'll get a they'll get a, a shoujo manga artist to draw the character, the characters in the show to kind of get the the women to watch. But you know they'll get the they'll 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 get a hardcore mech designer to design the mechs, and they'll have a perfect blend between the two. And also the story will kind of be engaging enough to pull in more than just you know the, the male audience that you figure that a mech show would have that that demographic. You know, those shows are pulling in everybody now, and, you know, the story is engaging enough now to capture everybody and keep their attention as the show goes along. I think that um, I'm starting to like this new hybrid genre that's out, and I hope it continues. I was a little turned off on it at first. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, man, I was. (laughs) Solbro is like all other people that are out there that said, I can't believe the Kogias is done by Clamp. It's not done by Clamp, just the characters. No, I see it's, I see Clamp, and I know how Clamp is. <laughs> I was straight up hating. Oh, God. And then, um, sure enough, sure enough, these two freaking just convinced me. I was like, dude, this is one of the best shows to come on in years. So I finally sat down and watched it, uh-huh. and I was, I was taken aback, man. I was seriously was. It's like, and now it just occupies my thoughts. Like, I'm counting down the clock now until the next episode It's translated and put up, and I'm right there to get it. But, By the um, way, uh, for everybody who doesn't know, in our audience, uh, Code Geass airs every Saturday at uh, 12.30 a.m. Yeah. on Adult Swim. So Adult technically Swim. that's Sunday at 12.30 a.m. Very true. Um, Gurren Lagan just started this last Monday on um, Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi Channel's Annie Mondays. And they air two episodes a week uh, at 11 p.m. And then once uh, Gurren Lagan ends in November, that slot will be filled by Gundam Double O. Double so O. All of these shows that we're talking about, you can... Uh, Watch them on TV or buy them on DVD. Code Geass is already out on DVD. Uh, Gurren Lagann just started coming out, and Double O won't be out until next year. But uh, and, these shows are accessible. And I found out something, and they won't tell you on Adult Swim because they hate all the anime now. But um, <laughs> they are the Code haters. Geass is actually doing really well, and it's actually doing better than the the Shonen shows that are shown before it at earlier times. What? So better um, than Bleach, better than Man, yeah, better than you know Johnny uh, Black Ranger's first appearance on. Oh. On uh, on the uh, on Adult Swim, but so don't, don't, don't call him Black Ranger. I don't want him to show up and start doing some Taekwondo on the behinds. I know. <laughs> I noticed some other people came in. Are you are you scouring, Chris? Or are we going to conclude? Oh. Or uh, just for our audience here, um, there's going to be a uh, fantastic uh, gun plot panel later. Andres, uh, tell us uh, the information about the panel. Um, basically, oh, I guess I'll go without the mic because the feedback. Oh, okay. All right, as far as my Gunfall panel, I'll go over all the various grades of different Gundam models that there are, as well as what exactly you can do with them, where to actually go buy them, how to find it at a decent rate. I'll also be showing off some pieces from my collection, some very large pieces, such as a 1-400 scale white base, 100 scale Alpha Zedu. Ooh. And we'll have a live Gunpla building with the 1-400th Musai. What time is this? At 7 o'clock. Nice. I'm not sure yet. I need and, to go. Uh, Andres, what's your uh, online tag if people want to find you and talk about models? All right. As far as my online tag, my online tag is Project Zero without any vowels, um, not the Order of Zeranos group. Also under turnxturn at gmail.com. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I think uh, with that, we're going to wait. One more. One more question. Hold on a second. Uh. Only so far these lazy legs can take me. Yeah, I thought we had a prize girl to deliver them, but we've lost her. Yes, sir. Another question. 
Now, with all the animes that are coming out today, what would the panel describe as mecha? Because I've heard people say that Cyborg 009 could be considered mecha anime. That's a very good question. That is pretty good. Um, I would probably... I think if you use mecha as um, a broad term, then yeah, you would have that. I think it's becoming a genre where it's not just describing giant robots anymore. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I feel that um, uh, that a like a Ghost in the Shell, even though it's like a cyberpunk, mm-hmm. it's still a mecha because you have the Tachikomas and you know everybody there is a cyborg, and you know, or they use powered armors in there also. So. Um, I would say it is. I, I, I definitely would put it in there. Um, Bubblegum crisis. It's, it's broadly. It's 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 something that's it's kind of a vaguely defined term because yeah. you know it could be power armors like in the old 1980s Starship Troopers anime, yeah. uh, or in American stuff like Exo Squad, the same thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, you know, for some people, Mecha is cyborgs and androids like you know Ghost in the Shell or Cyborg 009, um, you know, or just sci-fi, you know, with mechanical aspects like Ghost in the Shell. So it's a very broadly defined category, and you can take it any way. I mean, some people go as far as to say, well, if it has spaceships, you know, that's mecha. I mean, yeah. some people I know say that, you know, anything is me- anything mechanical is mecha, even a toaster. That's a little too far for me, but, <laughs> I, I, you know. I th- I, the brave little toaster. I, I, think that, uh, I think what we said earlier about a lot of these shows crossing over is... What we're seeing with Mecca, um, it not necessarily being the 20 meter tall robot that the teenage pilot finds the keys in ignition, and somehow he's the only person to save the world from the, you know, invading army or enemy. So uh, I, I would agree with that. But Dale, any thoughts on that? It might not be just Mecca anime. It may just be anime with Mecca, and those are two different things. And I would yeah. agree with everything that's been said. Yeah. Yeah, like some people, uh, you know, they, they say that Code Geass, for example, the argument is that it's not really a mecha show it's in like, their estimation because even though it has mecha in it, the focus of the story is not the mecha and the mecha fights, but the politics and the high school drama. So some people have very loose views about what mecha is. Some people have very strict views about what is and isn't. So it really varies from person to person. So, bro, any thoughts on that? Uh for the most part, if it involves machinery to a great deal and it's being used as a tool, like, say, um, like Ghost in the Show was brought up, or Bubblegum Crisis, I consider that a mecha show, although it is the, the, sub, the sub-genre of um, cyberpunk. Um, even things like, um, what's that show? Uh, even the old shows, like um, Tetsujin 28, um, I think that's a mecha show. Uh, what most people know here is Gal Gai, I mean, not Gal Gaigar, but, I mean, Gigantor. But, um... It's, it's, it's good stuff. It's mecha anime. It's just, mecha anime is just a very broad term. You can break it down by subgenres. Code Geass, that, I think that's in a class by itself. Um, and then you got super robot shows like Gurren Logan. You can even consider um, G Gundam as a super robot show, although it, it kind of involves, it involves Gundams, but to me it's a super robot show. Uh, it's yeah. just falls it's, in that. It's super fall, robot. It, all, the, all the way. And it's probably the only Gundam show that is a super robot show. And you it's, got some that are kind of like with their foot in both, like Super yeah. Robot Wars. Or, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, oh, you got another question. Oh, 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 because he's got to come up with the mic. You can just grab question. it. Are cyborg animes, like you mentioned, Ghost in a Shell, anything including like cybernetic people, is that considered mech? I don't think it is, but I'm just trying to get the official well, term from you guys. Yeah, 
I mean, it's more cyberpunk than mech. I, I'll be honest with you, but I consider it because in the show they do use Tachikomas, and those are those are pretty have, mechanized. And they have other powered armors because yeah. I, I know um, in a couple couple of the episodes, especially when I think when was it Section Nine is getting chased when the major goes buck wild on some dude in a power armor. Oh my armor. god, so, dude! No way. Um, I think uh, <laughs> I, I I think it's one of those things where. Um, it's just it gets continually it's getting continually stretched to the limit. So, just like every genre, even with like movies, like action movies now, like in American action movies, they're not the same as they were in the '80s. You know, the action movie in the '80s isn't the same as it is now. Just like the love stories and the romantic comedies, they're they're continuously evolving. But um, I think because a lot of those with cybernetics, they are starting to introduce, you know, mech. Um, mechs in smaller scales because I consider it I, I even consider mechs they don't necessarily need a, um, a pilot you know they don't they, you know they can be either cyber controlled or you know have AI themselves so but um, I, I would definitely think that they are um, but like Dale said I think a good way of saying it too is there are shows with mecha in it not necessarily a mecha show so here you go yeah so but all right. Let's. Any well, other questions? We'll. Con- I think uh, that's it. If yeah, you want to, we'll, um, you want to take us out, Neil? Yeah. Well, um, that this is our discussion on um, you know the gun, the staff of Gundam's thoughts of Mecca and some of the panel or some of the audience members here. We'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. He'll keep calling me. He'll keep calling me until I come over. He'll make me feel guilty. There's. A- this is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with, I'll go. Striking out on finding your favorite manga, anime, or series merchandise nearby or online? Lost when it comes to finding pop music from Japan, Hong Kong, and other Asian markets? Well then, Florida Oriental Trading is here to help. If you live in the Central Florida area, head on over to the intersection of Colonial Drive and Mills Avenue near downtown Orlando. You'll find FOT right next to the CVS Pharmacy. For those who live abroad, find out more about our favorite store online at FloridaOrientalTrading.com or call them directly at area code 407-895-0650. FOT carries a large selection of merchandise such as art books, t-shirts, posters, wall scrolls, soundtracks, PVC figurines, models, and much, much more. Also, it's a great place to find imports of your favorite musical artists and the latest films from japan hong kong and other asian countries last but not least florida oriental trading is not only home to the best selection of anime on dvd in central florida but there you'll find a wide variety of manga too on top of that all of their manga is always priced at 20 percent less than retail daily 20 percent. that's right frank 20 percent Florida Oriental Trading is open every day except Wednesdays from 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You even find them open most holidays. So if you're local, stop on by and visit Quan and Debbie or give them a call at area code 407-895-0650. And give them the business. Tell them Gundam at MAHQ sent you. Start talking and talk fast, you lousy bum. We've been frantically trying to reach you, dude. Where is my goddamn money, you bum? Well, well we... I, 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 I don't... They did not receive the money, you nitwit! They did not receive the money! Her life 
was in your hands. This is our concern, dude. No, man, nothing is f here. Nothing is f No, man. The goddamn plane has crashed into the mountain. Yeah, make some... <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ, live at YosumiCon 2008. We're going to be moving on to our second topic for the show, and uh, I'm in a controversial mood and I want to piss some people off. And I intend to do that, even though I do that every day anyway, because people hate me. So, for this topic, we're going to be talking about Macross versus Robotech. Oh man. Yes. Or Macross, as they say it in the old Canadian dub version there. <laughs> Macross. Macross. A. This ain't, this ain't Mario's pit cross. Seth. Sorry, it's Macross. Sorry? Sorry. <laughs> so, for some of you who, uh, you know, may not be that into Mecha, you may have seen Robotech or heard about it, and uh, Robotech obviously is a three-part saga with, uh, you know, these three wars that humanity gets involved in, but uh, that's really not all there is to it. It was originally uh, three different shows in Japan, uh, Macross, Southern Cross, and Most Peta. And Harmony Gold had bought the rights in the early 80s to distribute Macross. They originally wanted to distribute Macross in a mostly uncut version under that title. But unfortunately, at 36 episodes, Macross didn't meet the minimum requirements for syndication on TV. Right. So since they had the rights to these two other mecha shows, Southern Cross and Most Peta, they decided to uh, rewrite the story, change the music, uh, intercut some scenes between all three series, and basically combine them all together into one sort of like epic 85-episode storyline, and that was done by Carl Masick. And because uh, the Bros hero. rights to the name Robotech were being used in the U.S., for toys, that became the name of the show, and we got Robotech. Right. But uh, since then, you know, in the many years since then, Robotech sort of faded away for a while. Uh, there was an attempt to make a sequel TV show called The Sentinels, but that sort of failed, and they only made three episodes. Right. Uh, in the early 2000s, there was an attempt to make a CG movie called Robotech 3000 that oh. was absolutely god-awful if you've ever seen the trailer for that. Oh, yeah. Look it up on YouTube. It's it's just god-awful. It's horrendous. <laughs> I mean, for, for something that was made in, like, like 2000, the CG animation looks even older than, like, Reboot and Beast Wars Season 1. Worse than Dave School? Worse, Worse than, than Dave School. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, after many years, finally, uh, we got Robotech The Shadow Chronicles. Right. And now they're doing a live-action Robotech movie. And... Um, a sequel to Shadow Chronicles. Right. Of course, Macross has had many sequels over the last 20 years, and right now there's Macross Frontier airing in Japan. So we're going to take a look at sort of the differences between the two shows, our opinions about that, and also uh, you know the different fan bases for each shows. So I'll kick it to you, Solbro. Uh, so, what do so, you think about uh, Macross versus Robotech? Well, I, guess, I, 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 guess, I guess I'm on the defense for Robotech then, because... Um, because I know we're about to get raw up in here, but um, no, I'm I, I'm a child of I'm a child of Robotech. I mean, I saw it when it was airing in uh, airing in America, and um, I was completely enamored. I was eight years old at the time, so it had a profound effect on me. 
And um, I never saw anything like that before. I'm used to watching G.I. Joe where, you know, people never die. You know, planes get blown up and there's a, there's a dude parachuting safely to, safely to the ground. You know, no one's, no one's dying at all. Well, they were the best of the best. Oh, man, they were, man. And they dodged those lasers like nobody's business. <laughs> but um, uh, with Robotech, which introduced me to what anime, what, what, what anime the potential that anime had, I, I, I loved it, and I still defend it to this day because it was what they had to do to it was a necessity for the time. I mean, granted, they did bastardize the story, but I mean, what, how are you going to get this show on television in 1985 without actually editing it, changing the names, Americanizing it, and bringing it to, you know, the, to the masses? There was no home video market, and they tried to bring the show to the home video market completely uncut. They couldn't do it. And VHS is not nearly as, um, nearly as cheap to produce are easy, to, um, are easy to, to get out there like DVD is, where you can have both languages on there. Um, but for the most part, even to this day, when I hear people hate on Robotech, I have to tell them, it's like, look, this is all we had, and it was the best of what we had, and I still think it's good to this day. Um, I think it's excellent, and the best part of it, of course, is the Macross Saga, um, the first 36 episodes. But, um, Neo, what's your um, thoughts on uh, Robotech versus Macross? So I'll definitely get to my Macross half later. Um. I, my first exposure was Robotech, like most people. Um, you know, I was young, and, and I liked fighter planes, and, you know, what made it even cooler was that they transformed. Um, you know, up until I had always heard, as I got older, I had heard that Macross or Robotech was actually a melding of other shows, and when I was finally able to watch the original Macrosses, um, you know, I... I saw the differences, and I saw that, you know, like you just said, that um, it was kind of a necessity for what they were trying to aim it for. I mean, the Macross, the Macross is not aimed for seven-year-old kids. Yeah. So I understand what they did. Um, am I hateful with it? No. Um, but when I did find out about the whole legal issues with the people that own Robotech and when it comes with the people that own Macross and just kind of not getting along on there, especially when there's such a clamoring for really both. There's a market for both of them. Exactly. And the, the reason why they can't get to, you know, in some type of harmony. but uh, <laughs> And make some gold. And oh, make some man. gold. Some mad but, gold. Um, God, that was lame. I, I don't know. Um, I, I re recently rewatched Macross again. Um, and like I said, I mean, for the amount of what they cut out, I'm glad that they didn't cut out too much. But I don't know. It's, I definitely have more respect for Macross, but I also have kind of a respect for Robotech, especially since, you know, it's one of those things you grew up with. It's, you know, it, I, don't, I don't dislike it like I do now Voltron since cool. I watched it when I was a kid and it was cool, but now I watch it and I'm like, what the hell am I watching it's now? Not, it's not a show so that I don't well. have that going on. <laughs> but, um, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm still going to respect the Macross for it vision a lot more and you know so. same here but and Dale, Dale. I, I know you saw a little bit of uh macross that i showed you did you ever see robotech before back in back in the day or i didn't see it back in the day but you know i have great respect for what they did back then because i mean most people agree out of the three arcs that they put into it you know the macross arc was the strongest heck yes mm -hmm. and they wouldn't need to probably do something like that today if they wanted to bring a show over here yeah no, that, but different world seems like no one wants to attack either one. I mean, we have great respect for both. We, a lot of us were introduced to that type of anime with yeah. Robotech. Mm -hmm. So we have fond memories of it that way. 
For me, um, you know, like I said, I originally missed the boat on Robotech in the 80s. So when I had gotten into anime back in the mid-90s, you know, it was like a freaking desert. You would go to like a Blockbuster or some, you know, <laughs> Joe Schmo video store, and you'd only find like the ultra-violent videotapes like Wicked City and <laughs> Fist of the North Star. Go-Go 13. Gogo 13, there's nothing wrong with those, but if you want something with a little bit more substance, it really was being out in the, the freaking Sahara Desert. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I was watching whatever I could, all of the horrible things that sci-fi showed when they had anime back in the 90s, <laughs> like, like Lily Cat and, and all of these god-awful things. You just watched, you, you got what you could, and you were happy to see what you could. That's yeah. the way it was. And then sometimes you'd get fan sub tapes at a comic shop, you know, fuzzy-looking VHS fan subs. 18th generation? Exactly. <laughs> and then I started watching uh, Robotech on Cartoon Network, and the first episode I saw, and what hooked me instantly, was the Mars episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I started watching the show. I got hooked. I saw the entire Macross portion. At the time, I didn't know anything about Robotech. And then I started watching the Southern Cross portion. I'm like, man... What happened to Rick and Lisa? I don't like these new characters at all. <laughs> so using the powers of the internets, I found out the truth about Robotech. And then from that point on, I said, well, screw this other stuff. <laughs> and I started seeking out Macross. So I got Macross 2. Then I watched Macross Plus. Then Macross 7. Oh, then, Macross 7. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, man. You, don't, you didn't read my re-reviews, did you, Dale? Oh, I can't bear. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Um... And then, you know, the, the miracle of miracles happened, and in 1999, Animigo announced that they had sub-licensed from Harmony Gold the original Macross, and this would be the first complete uncut release of Macross because Streamline Pictures, owned by Carl Masick, was re-releasing all three of the original shows that were part of Robotech uncut in the 90s, mm-hmm. but they only released half of each show before they went bankrupt and disappeared. Man. So you could find out their old tapes of, you know, the first half of each series, but you couldn't find the complete version. So they did this uh, online pre-order. You would put in, you know, your order, and the more people ordered, the lower the price would be. I signed up for that as soon as I could, so I ended up paying $250 for that box set, but it was worth every penny, and I never once have regretted spending that much money for that set, even though it costs so less now. I wouldn't either. And once I finally saw the original Macross, I saw that, you know, it had a lot of character development and Mm -hmm. subtext that was dropped by Robotech. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the music was a thousand times better since it wasn't, you know, stage fright, you know, used (laughs) 5,000 times and all those other crappy Minmay songs. The characters were depicted better. I mean, Minmay wasn't annoying and stupid oh, in Macross yes. like she was in Robotech. No, she, and she's more naive, if anything. The way I view Robotech and Macross now is, yes, Robotech was necessary at the time when anime was edited, when you had these guidelines of what you get on TV. But the way I see it now is, you know, in 2008, now that you have the original uncut versions of all three shows available, there's really not much purpose for Robotech anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, some people will always look at Robotech with nostalgia glasses, but, you know, they have to understand that Robotech, the best part of it was Macross. There's no denying that. And most of that Macross storyline was just lifted over from the Japanese Macross. So yeah. rather than go with Robotech's convoluted storyline, and let's admit it, Shadow Chronicles wasn't really that hot. Yeah, I haven't um, seen it. But. Macross has survived and done much better. And a lot of people who do like Robotech do jump over to Macross. But you do have some 
some uh, fans, some hardcore fans on both sides. We'll get into that in a minute, but I want to kick it to the audience. What does the audience think about Macross versus Robotech? Anybody want to uh, volunteer an opinion? Anybody? Don't raise your hands <laughs> all at once now. Don't rush the stage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you prizes, damn it. Anybody? Wow. Any, any, has anybody here watched any Macross series at all? Okay, oh, Katan, wow. what's your question? Uh, since I'm, I'm unfamiliar with uh, the general structure of Macross, because the only thing I saw <laughs> was from the beginning through the Attack on Earth, uh, Minmay's pitiful journey across a broken landscape, and then the wonderful ending with uh, three people remaining. But uh, so Macross, Southern Cross, Most Paid, which one did the original DVD release get to? Because I'm not, I, I, I remember there was something with like. With motorcycles and stuff, I don't know where that got to. Okay, uh, the ending of the Macross part of Robotech, where only three people survived, that was something that Robotech did. In the original Macross, everybody who was on the ship actually survived. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is that for Robotech, they had to get rid of all these characters who wouldn't be around because obviously they're not part of the other shows, so they just basically wrote them out and killed them all off. Which is kind of surprising for an American show. Yeah, it uh, is. What you're mentioning with the motorcycles, that's most Peta. And um, the Robotech is on DVD, the whole 85 episodes of Robotech. You had originally from Animigo back in the early 2000s, the uncut Macross on DVD. And then later, ADV Films released uh, Most Peta and Southern Cross uncut. They then got the license for Macross and dubbed it in English with an uncut dub. So basically, the three shows that were part of Robotech are now available uncut from ADV. Exactly. They're, they're, from my perspective, you know, why would you want to see something that's you know, edited and hacked together when you have the original versions all available now? Any other questions? Any comments? Uh, the original Macross was 36 episodes. It's kind of interesting what they happened there. Uh, it was going to be longer, but uh, it was going to be 39 episodes, but the sponsor wasn't sure how big of a hit the show would be, if at all. So they made the staff trim it down to 26 episodes. And then as the show started up, it became so popular that the sponsor said, hey, um, could you uh, extend the show again? But it was already in production. So what they did was they did a couple of uh, clip shows. You may recall from either Robotech or Macross, there was a clip show with Captain Global or Global <laughs> talking about the journey of the Macross back to Earth. They did that. As a filler, some of you may recall the uh, the drug-induced uh, Rick's halluc Rick Hikaru's hallucinations episode, One where them. they mix together all these clips with new animation and have him riding a bike into the moon like E.T. and all sorts of crazy things. That was another filler, and the last episode, you know, where the Macross defeats the Zentradi, that originally would have been the end of the show, but then they extended it and you got the post-war arc. For some people, there's a lot of divisive opinion about the post-war arc. Some people see it as just a bunch of useless filler. Personally, I think it's one of the best parts of the show because you see further development of the characters, and in how many shows do you see what happens after the good guys win? And in the case of, of Macross and Robotech, you see that here that when the good guys win, they really didn't win because most of humanity was killed, and the Earth basically became a huge wasteland. So it's sort of a real kind of a downer, but in an interesting way compared to what happened before. So the, the question is for Macross, yes, it was 
39, then 26, and then finally 36, 36. Is, is the broadcast count. Any other comments on Macross or Robotech? Anybody want to lay on some hate? Please. <laughs> okay. Or some love. <laughs> give, us, give, us, give us something, Aaron. Yeah, I have a question. If Al Gore was around when all this was happening, how do you think he would feel on global warming in the Macross universe? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, with the explosions, I'm pretty sure there'd be some kind of ozone destruction after a while. Al Gore would have, um, he would have the, the tr inconvenient truth uh, Gundam, and he would be <laughs> flying around, and he would eradicate anybody who uh, you know doesn't help the environment. So that's what would happen with uh, with that. No problem. <laughs> yes, oh. sir. Uh, I remember I was I never really watched the Macross. So it's like I'm planning on watching it lit probably this summer, but. I was. I remember watching Robotech, and when apparently they switched, I didn't find this out till later. But I'm like seven, and all of a sudden they killed off a bunch of the characters, and it just and started up the next part of the series. And I'm just like, and the way I was watching is like going along, going along. All of a sudden, everyone's dead. I'm like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> right. That's it. It caught me as some. It's like I watched the rest of the series, but it. I was always wondering like. I'll just have it right yeah. there. It, it, and then I find out years later as I get more into anime that I was like, oh, that's what happened. The series ended. <laughs> yeah, so you saw in the storyline they had to do, there were some contrivances they had to create to get all that melded together. For example, um, in the post-war arc, you'll probably recall in the Macross portion, they, they keep talking about the SDF-2 that's being built next to the SDF-1. But if you look at any picture in the show, you say to yourself, where the hell is this SDF-2 that you know, all you see is the SDF-1 sitting in this lake? Where the hell is this other ship? And then, uh, you know, Chiron's ship slams into the SDF-1 and destroys it. So and they're like, oh, the SDF-1 and the SDF-2 got destroyed. Where the hell is this ship? Because later on in Southern Cross, they tied it in with those three mounds that you see in Southern Cross or Robotech Masters Saga. They claim that those three mounds are the ruins of the SDF-1, the SDF-2, and Chiron's ship. So that was just some stuff they were throwing in to sort of tie the series all together, along with their very bizarre um, explanation for protoculture, which in Macross literally was the protoculture, the culture that, you know, evolved first and spread across the galaxy and planted the seeds for humanity and the Zentradi and all this other stuff. Whereas in Robotech, it's a fuel source, it's a flower, <laughs> it's a trippy hallucination-inducing drug. It's all sorts of crap. Yeah. It's a breakfast drink. Hey man, we're we're gonna go do some gasoline, eighty-seven <laughs> octane. Ooh, hate to see the price. Maybe on. they do. I didn't. I didn't in like you know Kansas. Yes. Hold on a second. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's made out of corn. Mm. I hate to see the per gallon gas rate for um. Yes, Carrie. Are you keeping up with Macross Frontier? Who the hell do you think I am? What the hell's the culture? Just so I know. Okay, the culture. Um, actually, actually, could you repeat, in uh, could you the original Macross, the Zentradi, they spoke Japanese. In Do You Remember Love, they created a Zentradi language. So uh, whenever they would see something like shocking or incredulous, you'd always hear Zentradi shouting, "De culture!" So it was just—it's not—it doesn't actually mean 
anything relating to culture. It's just something like shocking or 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 stupefying. So by the time of Macross Frontier, it's just sort of become slang in in human language for something and Zentradi language for something just amazing. So that's why you hear the culture being thrown around that way in Macross Frontier. It just is a Zentradi language word. And knowing is half the battle. Yes. And Cheryl is awesome. Who, wh which, which end are you looking Cheryl? for? Cheryl end. Cheryl end? Okay. All, All right. right. How do you feel about Cheryl? That's who Alta should go Anybody with. else have any comments <laughs> about Macross or Robotech? Actually, Chris, oh. I got a question for you. Okay. What's with this big budget Hollywood movie I keep hearing rumors about? Oh, oh my Why, God. Thank you for asking. Oh, do, you want, do you want me to take this one? Sure, go ahead. Because ironically, um, earlier... Earlier this week, uh, me and Solbro, like we said earlier, we were at the San Diego Comic-Con, and we went to one of the panels of Robotech, and we actually, on our website, we, have, we recorded the panel, and there's, some, and there's some shots on there. And they're, they were basically telling you the same thing Chris has been telling you right now about the origins of Robotech. But uh, with the Shadow Chronicles, I guess it was such a big hit, and it was on the number one on the DVD charts for a lot of uh, Amazon and a couple other websites uh, for a few weeks and a few months that um, all of a sudden, I guess, Harmony Gold's like, wow, you know, people are still into this. We need to make more money. And uh, basically what they said in that one is Warner Brothers came to, or they were kind of shopping out the idea of doing a Robotech movie. Live action. Yeah, live action movie. Um, they finally settled with Warner Brothers. I guess the spearhead of the team that's trying to get this done is uh, Tobey Maguire. Who was, a, who was a fan of the show when growing up just like us. Who, as you may know, was, what, Spider-Man? Yeah, so, <laughs> um, you know, so I guess, I guess he's kind of leading the charge. There's, they really didn't say too much about what's going on. Uh, they had a question and answer period. People were asking a lot of questions, even... The question came up about the other Macross shows um, yeah. that have come after uh, the original Macross saga. What's the chances that we're going to see them here in the States? Yeah, Rich is, Never. Not, next Never. Is, Rich is nothing. There's a, big, there's a big legal dispute between, um, what was it, Big West, big and, West um, and Tatsunoko. Uh, Tatsunoko in Japan. Yeah, Tatsunoko was the studio that distributed the show. And, and it, licensed it and to licensed, Harmony Gold. And licensed yeah. it to Harmony Gold. Right now, um, they're debating over the rights and who owns the product, and because of that, most of the other Macross series are tied up in litigation. The only reason why we got Super Dimensional Fortress Macross is because Harmony Gold has the rights to that in America, lock, stock, and barrel. So we can actually see that show uncut as well as see it cut up as Robotech. But um, as for the other ones, if you're looking to see Frontier or Macross Zero out in the States, you may be waiting the rest of your lives to see it from the way this is going. But You'll see it in heaven. There, there, there's hope because... Um, I don't know what kind of power lawyers they have at Warner Brothers, but now Warner Brothers is backing the Robotech live-action movie. They're actually segueing the new animated short, the, the new, the new um, OVA, like Shadow Chronicles. They were going to put it out sooner than later, but because the movie's coming out eventually in, I think, 2010, they're going to try to line up the new animated movie of Robotech with the live-action movie that's coming out, putting that on home video while the live-action live action movie's but out how, in the how is that going to benefit getting Macross 7 and stuff over here? Because if they want to get the show to... I, I'm thinking, and this is my theory, I'm thinking that if they... I know, it's, my theory is way you out there. Are just making up something? Oh, well, that's that that why I said it, that yeah. is my theory. <laughs> Solbro's Conspiracy Corner of Theories? Yeah. Basically, if... The dispute continues, and I think Chris and I have had this discussion. I don't, 
I don't think Warner Brothers will be able to adapt the Macross saga the way that we remember it, um, as in like the way the planes look, the way the characters are presented, the, you know, and all that. But if it is, and, and, and Warner Brothers works out a, helps to work out some kind of um, ar armistice in order to you know get Macross over here in its you know in its entirety, maybe we'll actually allow a window for the other Macross series to come out here too. And I'm hoping that's part of uh, hmm. something that's beneficial to everything when it comes to it. Well, it I may guess. not be. I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, they basically, going back to the original thing with the live action though, yeah. they didn't say too much about it. I they guess couldn't. Tobey Maguire spearheading it. There some person that was one of the main mm. script writers. Lawrence Kasdan, the guy who wrote um, Empire Strikes Back and Raiders Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Jones. Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I guess um, there was a lot of questions about what it's going to be about. Um, I didn't really get the sense that they weren't going to have the Macross saga in there. Um, yeah. I don't think, I don't see why the Valkyries wouldn't look the way they do. I mean, all well, of this is based off of an the F Valkyries probably going to have to look different because of the fact that the uh, robot form will probably look different. No, I mean the planes themselves because but you know it's those. Though. Yeah, mean, but those are out of service now. Yeah, but still. So they're probably going to go with like yeah. maybe the F twenty two Raptor. They did say that it'll probably be a um, there will be a big time skip. It won't be two thousand nine or two thousand ten. It'll like have to it be was. a bit further in the future. Yeah, yeah so that's the only reason why it'll probably look different, but. Um, they didn't say too much. I mean, I guess it's, there's a big hush on it. They're just, from what it was, they were just trying to build excitement. And they just wanted everybody there to form their own conspiracy theories, which we just heard. And, um, <laughs> you know, and, and just do all this other stuff. But I guess it is slated for the next, like, two to three years to be coming out. Um, you know, so it, it's hard to say. I mean, I don't know. Because they haven't even done anything on it yet. Yeah, we don't know much other than than who's writing it. Should mention that you know there's some very sharply drawn lines in the fandom. On yeah. the Macross side, you've got some fans who believe that uh, Robotech is absolute crap. You know, one of the names they have for it is Roblotech. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, you know they just think it's absolute garbage. Oh, oh, it's Gurren Lagann. Oh man. We actually have Gurren Lagann. It's pointing its drill to the heavens. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and for all those people who, who, who aren't here with us, uh, said Gurdlangen is actually just a, just a cardboard box with glasses and, and a drill, but it's awesome. A for effort. So um, the Macross fans, some of them are very hardcore against Robotech. On the Robotech side, you have you know, some fans who think that all of the Macross sequels are garbage. They think that Macross itself is not that good and that it was improved upon when Carl Masick made Robotech. Wow. So there really is not really much of a happy medium between yeah. the two. And, you know, you go to some forums on Robotech forums, they bash a lot of Macross. On Macross forums, they bash a lot of Robotech. There's even some guy who does a podcast where he's always, you know, going on and on about Robotech and, and about how Macross sucks. So, you know, I kind of try to consider myself somewhat neutral even though I'm more on the Macross side but I don't hate Robotech and like ah it sucks get it the hell out of here ah. yeah but there's a lot of that on both sides yeah unfortunately. I'm, I'm kind of the same way but I will tell you this the I the sense that I did get from this panel that we attended and you know when you guys when you listen to it, you form your own conclusions on it this is where I don't understand where Solro was getting the thing that Macross would come over but Harmony Gold basically wants the whole thing of Macross just to disappear and it's they just keep to be, marketing and, everything and to be they Robotech market as Robotech. Because they're going to be redoing all the Robotech books that were done like in the 80s and 90s. The Robotech playing games. They're redoing the, the all bringing, that. Bringing them, they're making a Macross. The Super Dimensional Fat Macross. Super Dimensional Fortress Macross RPG as well. Which is going to play completely different. So 
to me, I don't think they wanted to disappear. They wanted to be a second tier compared to Robotech because yeah. that's where the new I, I don't know. I, I got the idea that basically they want it. They want the. They don't want the division anymore, and they don't want people getting confused that in the states it's going to be Robotech. Like Robotech is Robotech. Yeah. Macross Saga is part of Robotech. That's a chapter. There's a Macross chapter, but right. I honestly don't think until maybe a lot of money's exchanged or what that. But these these other Macross shows won't be coming over, especially in the states. It'll be Robotech. Wow. So I mean that, that that's exactly what they. That's the sense that I got from what it was because. As soon as that person asked that question about if Mac, if the other Macross shows were in it, guy gave basically a corporate answer and went to the next question. So when we, I heard, we cannot comment on a rumor, well, he said he basically said, and, and he goes, "There is a big legal dispute. I'm sure people know about that, but at this point, we don't know what's going to happen." Next question. <laughs> so, yawn, yawn. Yeah. Well, so. um, I think we've pretty much covered this. Unless there's any more comments from the crowd or from the panel, uh, I think we're going to wrap up this segment and take a break. All right, so you're listening to Gundam at MHQ live at YosumiCon, and we'll be right back. Gundam! Back to the Gundam at MHQ panel at YasumiCon, and I'm Dale. And we're, at this point, we're just going to be taking some more questions. Yeah, we're pretty much going to. You can ask whatever you want, but um, just when Chris goes by and, and um, hands the mic to you, we are recording this, so try to speak loud enough into the mic and just give us your name or Mechatalk. If you're on the Mechatalk forum, just give us what your ID might be on the Mechatalk forum. So, or if you want to throw out a topic for us to briefly discuss for a yeah, few minutes, whatever it is, as long as it's not something Yowai related. <laughs> yeah, I think the I think the Gern Logan has something up there, Chris. Well, Gern Logan has something to say. Besides, not at the moment. <laughs> he's just gonna Besides he's just gonna work on us. polishing his drill. Okay, what's your name? Uh, my name's Jesse. And my question is: Lately, uh, Bandai has been licensing anime they have absolutely no intention of ever bringing to America, such as Double Zeta Gundam, Idion, and all this stuff. Almost for the fact that they don't want it to be shown on places like Crunchyroll and stuff. How? you guys know why they're exactly doing this when they have absolutely no reason to do so? I'll, I'll take this one. Because uh, <laughs> this has come up a lot. Uh, none, of those, none of those shows are actually licensed. And, well, in the sense, you know, Bandai has said that they do intend to eventually release every single Gundam show, although you know, I doubt now that they're going to do that. But anyway, um, the thing is, you probably saw that on, like, Crunchyroll that, you know, this series has been removed because it's licensed, blah, 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 blah. Well, Crunchyroll, as we know, is a very sort of shifty site. And uh, I'll give you an example of a separate site that's not shifty, but uh, Anime Suki, I'm sure you're familiar with that. The torrent site, you know, for, for unlicensed anime. Um, a few years ago, a company called Media Factory approached them and said, uh, we don't want you to list torrents of any of the shows we produce. For example, uh, Gankutsuo, Kind of Monte Cristo. And uh, what Anime Suki did was, in their database, they removed it. But the way their database is set up, it's only set up either something is licensed or it's unlicensed. There was no category for, like, you know, Japanese licensor requests this removed. And this was before the show was licensed by Genion. So there's a bunch of shows, for example, like any show that Media Factory makes... Anime Suki, they listed in their database as licensed, even if it hasn't been licensed, because that's just the way their 
databases set up to handle these things. With Crunchyroll, I kind of figure it's the same thing because Sunrise and Bandai Entertainment have been going on a spree going through YouTube, clearing out things, going through Crunchyroll. So those shows aren't actually licensed, and it's not that Bandai is just licensing them and not doing anything with them. I mean, if they licensed it, they would want to do something with it. It's just that that's probably the same thing with Crunchyroll, that their database is only set up to have something either be licensed or unlicensed. So... Crunchyroll really is not a good indicator of what's licensed or not. If you want, for me, the two best sources are um, the anime licensing list at animeondvd.com, which is now part of mania.com, and then there's the license list that's on animesuki.com. So I hope that answers your question. Okay. Any other uh, questions or... uh Yes. So was, uh, did they expect Zeta Gundam to do as well as it did when it got released here in America? Well, here's the thing. We know that Gundam became really popular in America when they released Gundam Wing. Unfortunately, Sunrise, in their infinite wisdom, because they know everything about uh, the American market, they wanted to push the original Gundam series. And their thinking was that the original series is so big in Japan, Americans are going to like it too. What they neglected to take into account was that the original series at that point had at least a 25-year history and build-up in Japan. Here, that series has no history. So they forced that show upon Bandai Entertainment and Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network did not want to have that show. They wanted to have Gundam because that was really popular. I'm sure they probably would have been more interested in, say, G Gundam or Gundam X at the time, but Bandai was like, Sunrise was like, Mobile Suit Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> so, unfortunately, Mobile Suit Gundam, even though it did pretty well, there's only so much you can expect from a show from 1979 to do in 2001. Then the fact that the show never finished airing because of 9-11 and it was quietly uh, disappeared. They didn't. They didn't. No, they, they showed the last episode. The last they episode. did not show the episodes in between from when it disappeared and the last episode. So it technically never had a full yeah, run. Th- 36 to and they also skipped an episode. 36 to 41 never And they showed. tried various times to show it on Adult Swim again, but they, they stopped showing it in the middle of Adult Swim's run two times. So then what happened with Zeta was Bandai tried to get that show on TV. Uh, unfortunately, Cartoon Network wanted nothing to do with it. And at the same time... Uh, the toys for Zeta never materialized, and Cartoon Network's whole thing was they had a revenue-sharing deal with Bandai. So part of the reason Gundam Wing worked out so well for them is because Cartoon Network got a share of the revenue from all of the toy sales and all of the merchandise. But for Mobile Suit Gundam, that didn't work out so well. And then with G Gundam, unfortunately, Bandai made the mistake of flooding the market with every freaking Gundam there was. Yes, the mandala, the mermaid. It's like, oh my god, the Can- freaking Canadian Gundam, the tequila, tequila Gundam, the tequila Gundam. They just flooded every single freaking useless Gundam that there was in that show. It's like, who wants to buy this crap? Hey, Chris, you were saying that they were going to do uh, Zeta Gundam um, figures. Yeah, and they were actually so listed. I could have had my own cots and I could have burned it. They, they, they listed on Gundam Official for a long time Zeta Gundam MSIA that with wow. you know, American packaging, but then oh, it wow. mysteriously vanished because it wasn't going to be on TV. So what I would think the logic from Cartoon Network's perspective is if the original series failed and Zeta is a direct sequel to the original series, why would we want to air the sequel to something that failed for us and is also still old? Yeah. 
which also I think is probably the same logic as to why uh, when Seed aired and that sort of just got shuffled off when uh, Destiny came up, Cartoon Network really wasn't interested in Destiny, and Destiny only ended up airing on Canada, hmm? Canada's YTV. Same sort of thing, because Destiny being the direct sequel, it's the sequel to a failure. Why the hell would we want to air it? So, I mean, Zeta's managed to do okay because it got, you know, the individual release. Uh, you know, now it's an anime legends, so I'm sure it's done all right. But, you know, it's not to the standards that Bandai probably would have wanted. So, on a, in an additional in an, an additional note, um, we talked to Mark Simmons, who's one of the... Um, it's the, probably, probably the premier consultant when it comes to the Gundam series in, um, in America. <laughs> and um, he um, actually told us that uh, at the Chicago Film Fest, they actually premiered the, uh, the three Zeta Gundam movies also over there, and they're fully translated. And they had subtitles in those, and yet they're still not on DVD. So that adds to kind of the misery of, um, I guess, how Zeta's treated right now. Where it's and at Anime Expo 2006, Bandai Entertainment said that they were trying to get the licenses for Zeta movies, and then you never heard another word yeah. out of them wow. again about that. Yeah. They probably want a boatload for those. Which I so. don't understand why. <laughs> Any other uh, questions from the crowd? Yes, Gurren Lagan has a question now. Okay, hold on a second. What's your name, Gurren Lagan? Uh, Roy. Okay, Roy. What, what we were talking about, about the Gundam wing and all that, what most of us have to take into context is that this is America, really, and anime is really viewed as cartoons here. The only reason they got Gundam Wing was so popular is because it's, here it's like more like of a kid's show, you know. That's why the toys did so well, and that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's just how it is, really. It's sad, but, you know. That, that is true, and, you know, the fact is that it was popular with kids because, you know, you had these bright, flashy mecha, and, exactly. you know, crap was blowing up. And it was, it was a new show. It was only five years old when it aired here, whereas the original Gundam was all funky and 70s, and it had, like, this, like, disco-sounding music, and, <laughs> you know. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. They, Score they, by they, Isaac you know, They know the Char song. Char is coming. <laughs> And they know that, that Scooby-Doo-sounding mystery <laughs> song. You know, Dale. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, it's just that, you know, a lot of people were, like, watching Gundam Wing, and then they saw the original Gundam, and they're like, what the hell is this? It's just, like, at the same time, uh, Bandai released a Gundam game for the Dreamcast, Rise from the Ashes, which is set in the original series time frame, and everybody, when this game came out, like, oh, where's Duo? Where's Wing Zero? Where, what, what's a GM? What's the Xeon? <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Bandai. Yes, that's a great game, but if you're going to release that here, put it in context. Yeah. Or, or release a Gundam Wing game. You know, you, they really mis misread the market, and... You know, it's like nobody got that game because they're all like, oh, it's GM, and I don't know what it is, and where's, there's the Wing Zero and Epion. And so would that mean that Bandai, would it have been a better business move for Bandai to release the original Gundam before Wing? Cause Not really. Well, I don't, I don't they think did so. release... See, mm -hmm. they did release the original movie trilogy on videotape in yeah. 1998. Those Wing technically was not the first series released here. They released uh, the original series movies, 0080 and 0083, all on VHS in 1998. Yeah. But as far as TV goes, um, you know, Wing was the first. My personal opinion is uh, to follow the success of Wing, they should have gone with a similar show in, in style and, and visual design, which is Gundam X. Yeah. I think Gundam X, as a continuation, 
would have been more popular. You should. X would have been a X would have been a blowout. Series. They did, and those did pretty well. Uh, Eighth MS team was airing at the same time as uh, the original series, and a lot of people, like on forums, were saying, "Oh, Eighth MS team is awesome. Original sucks." Oh, I'm sure in part they were saying that because you know. Eighth MS better. team had really, really shiny new animation, and obviously, original series did not. So I think original series should not have been released uh, on TV. They should have gone with Gundam X, with G Gundam, with something else that was in that same style as Wing to keep people interested, and then maybe slowly transition and not, you know, try to force feed it down people's mouth. Because as great as a series is, it's not for everybody. All they could have done, and I, I think this would have been cool, is if they did go with Gundam X next and kind of gradually introduced Gundam to the to the mass market by airing the movies, just like Chris was alluding to. I like as you know, making an event on Cartoon Network, kind of leading up to Zeta Gundam, because Zeta Gundam is a far better looking show than the original. You can air the three movies like one a week until you get up to the big premiere of Zeta Gundam and start airing that. And there was a lot in that show that probably would have gripped a lot of viewers because Robotech had a decent following on, um, on, on Toonami at a time. And that show looked really... I mean, that show was old, but it wasn't as old-looking as Mobile Suit Gundam. And I think you would have got at least a niche, a niche group watching um, Zeta Gundam if, you just intro- if they had introduced the original series correctly well, instead, the of watching, instead of showing the original show in its full... In its full form, but Neil, what were you saying? The, the other thing is is uh, Bandai, I was also a little uh, conceited, thinking yeah. that um, because Gundam is such a huge show in Japan, that just because of the name recognition is ridiculous there, that it would translate over here just by showing one or two shows and not really, and then basically doing things by the way they do them in Japan. And, you know, just taking for granted that everybody knew it instead of really building the demand, so which they're kind of still doing, but I guess they've gotten better <laughs> at it now. So, Any other questions or comments from the crowd before we uh, wrap this up? At least, at least we have a reboot coming on soon with Double O. For those who haven't seen the show, check it out on a Sci-Fi, like we said earlier. Yeah, Sci-Fi will be airing in November. Even, even uh, if you Double haven't o. seen a Gundam show before, it is a good show to start off with. Just like Gundam Wing is a good starter show, Double O is an excellent series. And it's unlike any other Gundam series beforehand. You don't have to have any aforementioned knowledge of Gundam to watch that show. You'll love the show. You'll love the characters in that show the most. I guarantee it. And it's it's mm, it's guarantees, huh? That's right, man. Wow. I I'll put my I put my honor and stake. I'll stake it on that. That's right. And you end up hating it, and then I'll look <laughs> like a fool. But that's all right. That's all right. But so, no, it's, so, it's so, a, it's so what is your guarantee? Their money back? Their money back if they don't like it? I'll give us a pocket lint. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to give them uh, free pizza from Saji Crossroach? Oh, man, straight from the oven. From King Arthur himself? <laughs> Warm off the oven? Yeah, so. just, just watch that show just to see what we're talking about. Oh, this it's loser. good stuff. It's, it's good stuff. I think we're going to wrap up this segment, and then we'll be back for our... Uh, for our outro and our last prize giveaway. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Gundam these glasses, son. Yes, sir. I Gundam thee. Next on level nine. I'm sure there's more. I I I just finish working a whole like a 13 hour shift around video games one of the last things I want to think about is video games right now <laughs> there is more favorites and I'm sure yeah. I'll bring it up as I go you yeah. know go on like come on like DuckTales for the no, Nintendo no, no. oh hell yeah okay alright 
my turn. <laughs> on, Saturn on that bomber note. man. But um Bomber Man. Saturn Bomber Man, Saturn mind bomber. you. My um my favorites. Alright, um I'd have to start with Super Metroid. Um love that game. Uh, I thought it was, it was awesome. Yes, it, it was. Especially when you find the little animals that teach you how to do yeah. shit. Yeah. We it, thought that up. Yeah, I mean, that's genius. That's freaking crazy. The, you have the, this whole I'll tell you lone, what, lonely planet, and it's all dark and creepy and scary, and you got little little monkeys. I'll tell you what was funny. Um, I used to have this job where I live, I worked close to uh, a GameStop, but I was, it was like way out over on the other side of town. And um, I hadn't played Super Metroid in forever. And this was only maybe four years ago. Um, and I went in there to buy Ikaruga. And it was, was like one of the places, one of the few places in town that had it. Because hell's I mean, this got to do with Super Metroid, man? Super Metroid was yeah. out for like a decade. Right? Well, yeah, I know. That's <laughs> the thing. This is, this is like about four years ago. Ikaruga is a fairly new game, and it's really hard to find. And, you know, I got it, you know, for the GameCube. And... You know, the guy was like, "Man, is there anything else that you that you need or anything?" Because you know, I was like, yeah, "Everywhere, any video game store I go to, they kind of know I'm like the 2D guy." And I was like, I just kind of was joking. I was like, "You don't have Super Metroid, dude." He's like, he looks me dead in the face. Smile leaves his face. Just you know, ridiculously straight. You know, hitman look on his face. He's like, "We got it. It's right there. Look for sixty bucks." No, that bitch gave me that sh- for like twelve bucks. I was like. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, man, GameStop still has played, Super Nintendo games back then? I played Ikaruga for like a day, two days. Loved that game to death, but when Super Metroid went back into the console, it was a wrap. Done. Shall we play a game? Suddenly, there was a terrible roar all around us, and the sky was full of what looked like huge bats, all swooping and screeching and diving around the car. And a voice was screaming, Holy, Holy Jesus, Jesus what, what are these goddamn animals? Welcome back to the show with more game than Las Vegas. That's right, Gundam, NMAHQ, coming live from Yusumicon. We're wrapping things up, and um, with us on the panel, of course, was yeah. Chris and Dale. And um, you can always check us out at Gundam.net, as, uh, which is our main website. Also, um, our, 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 the, the website that's, that started it all is MAHQ.net, where if you ever want to find out about your favorite anime or mecha show, go right there and look, check it out. You can reach us on e- by email at GundamMAHQ at gmail.com. And um, anything else to add, fellas? Oh, and Sobo's guarantee, uh, you know, his double O guarantee. If you're not satisfied, email him at SBRMAHQ <laughs> at gmail.com. And we'll get you a and pizza will, right away. He will send you a present of your choosing <laughs> if you do not uh, like double O, since he gives the, he's giving the guarantee. Unconditional guarantee. The unconditional guarantee. <laughs> it's all on my- him. Don't... Don't email me about it. I don't my, my, my yes. media drawn and quartering. <laughs> so before we before we go, I'd like to thank uh, everybody who came out here to the panel. Thank you I'd all like for to coming. thank the uh, staff of YusumiCon for being so kind to host us, mm-hmm. um, as well as the prizes which came by uh, way of Bandai, as well as uh, you know the wonderful Gundam cake provided by uh, Epic Sugar Works. That's right. So if you want uh, some more Epic Gundam cakes or anything else, go to EpicSugarWorks.com, and um, I think that's uh, right. They don't. That about does it for uh, shoutouts. And again, thanks for uh, our Gurren members who were here, uh, Katan. The lovely Miss Yoko, Kamina, and of course, 
Gurren Lagann itself. Make sure to watch. Make sure to watch Gurren Lagann on um, Sci-Fi Network on Mondays at uh, 11, 11 p.m. Oh, and the delicious Maid Cafe. Yes. Yeah. Very delicious. <laughs> but if that's oh, wait, it, wait, wait, wait! We got the hater right here. Come on down. We gotta have some goodbye comments from the hater. Oh, it, uh, give us, give us some, some, uh, some mecha hate. This is Austin, <laughs> the uh, panel director from Yusumicon. Give us some hate. The biggest bitch ever in the world, Suzaku. Oh! Man, I wish we could only, have Suzaku. Only, only second to Saji. Oh, you guys, there you go. <laughs> Most useless Gundam pilot ever, Shin Asuka. Oh! We're going to have a debate on this show. Oh. I want you on it. I want you on it. waste of ink and paper. <laughs> oh! Digital. Oh! You can't beat your boy Rivals, though. Oh, That's man. the man. Rivals? Is just as worse. No, man. Rebels is great stuff. He would man. probably do better in Gundam Seed Destiny. <laughs> Saji Crossroad. <laughs> and Saji Crossroad. Man, it's a classic. Oh, Saji that crying bitch. He has no place. He has no place in the world. <laughs> All right, we're gonna that that we're gonna end this panel with a load of hate. Thanks a lot, Austin. Let's hear it for Austin. Simicon panel director and hater number one. 2009, the Haters Club. You heard it here first, folks. And with that, but with man's gonna unleash a wave of hatred. So, guys, I'm, any closing comments? No, I see you later. I think I'm, I think I think I'm speechless. <laughs> wow. Nice. <laughs> and with all that spite, we end it at Gundam at MAHQ. See Live. you next. Bye. See you next time. Live at UC Week 2008. Tell me, Pan, what exactly have you accomplished with all of your hatred? Powerful arch villainy, and knowing I've won. Gundam at MHQ is a Shinjuku station in MHQ production. The title MC means Master of Ceremony. Some people who MC don't know what this term means.